<laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Meteor Dispatches. Uh, I'm saying the wrong thing again. This week in Meteor, <laughs> Meteor JS, uh, a Meteor Dispatches podcast. Uh, this week, we're covering a number of different topics. Uh, we are um, giving you some insight into the keys to the kingdom, how you can become part of the Meteor Software family. So you want to stick around to find out a bit more about that. Um, Storyteller will be giving us some updates as to what's been going on with the new releases, the latest releases, and uh, contributions to the core as we get closer and closer to having an official release of Meteor 3.0. And have you ever played World of Warcraft or EVE Online? Well, this week we have some chats about, or a little discussion about, or news, I should say. <laughs> Boy, I'm really not getting this straight today, uh, about uh, using Meteor to build some pretty big games. And on top of that, if you stick around towards the end, we're going to have a discussion about how we keep Meteor fresh and current with other technologies. And in this case, we'll be focusing on the release schedules and what that means to being able to stay on top of things and on time. So with that, I just want to say, you know, welcome to uh, welcome to the what are we at now? The twelfth episode, yeah, of yes. of the podcast. You're watching or listening to this week in Meteor JS, a weekly news segment of the Meteor JS Dispatches podcast. I'm your host, Alim Gafar, in New York City, uh, storyteller. Hello, I'm Jan Vutak, a storyteller from Prague, Czechia. And Kuster? Jan Kuster from Bremen, but today I'm greeting you all from the terrific design lab at Twente University in Enschede, which I joined the last three days for a hackathon AI in education, because some of you might already know, and for those who don't, I uh, will tell you, I'm working in the science sector, and uh, I got the nice um, occasion to join this hackathon. Um, but I will not stick to that too much well, today because this news is about Meteor Jazz, right? <laughs> well, 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 hold on a second here. I mean, I think, I think we have a chance to gloat a little bit about mm -hmm. things because Jan, you're a little bit of a rock star today, aren't you? What, yeah. happened? what happened at the <laughs> hackathon? Actually, the group I joined up with, or actually we were invited as a group from, from my research group, we joined up with another group from the Twente University and we won. And um, so that was actually awesome. It was usually just a conceptual <laughs> hackathon, but guys, trust me, Meteor Jazz played a role in it because it helped me to uh, hack together a um, prototype with Meteor Jazz and Blaze, because I'm much into Blaze, so it gave me the advantage of being very fast, being very quick, um, connected to the latest ChatGPT beta API at the end, and uh, I got some really interesting results, but um, this, that, that would blow the whole concept here if I would go into <laughs> the, that much detail now, but thanks to Meteor, I, I, it was just as fast as possible uh, to, to realize my idea. Or oh, our idea. Sorry, that was not my idea, definitely. That was definitely our idea, but I was executing with Meteor fast and precise. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about this for a while because I've talked to somebody about a project I was going to work on is trying to figure out how to use Meteor in some kind of machine learning environment. And I think, Jan, perhaps uh, when you get some downtime or so on, maybe we could do uh, some uh, projects or so on uh, on a stream, right? Yeah, it would be terrific. Meteor and, and AI. I think that would be a really yes. cool thing, right? Yeah, and so, Python plays also a part in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think the real real neat part of this is you, you took two technologies that allow you to speed up uh, development in very complex yep. environments, right? Web or, yep. or, um, or, or just general application development with Meteor. And then, of course, you know, if you're doing any kind of AI work, uh, machine learning work, um, you know, you have these large language models like ChatGPT that has an API that just makes it much easier to develop AI applications than if mm. you were to do it from scratch. And, Definitely. <laughs> and I think like bringing the two of these things together is like, you know, making a, a really good, you know, meal. And uh, so maybe we should think about uh, doing a spinoff uh, another, oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, YouTube uh, program where we build some stuff with this and then maybe we can get other people to do it too. And I think it will be kind of cool, right, to see Meteor yeah. there. You know, we found out very late a uh, couple of years ago that Meteor was being used as a tool for building um, infrastructure around blockchain. And uh, and then that kind of like, you know, we as, as a media community, we didn't know about this very much. The blockchain community was adopting it, using it and then moving past it because they didn't really understand media so much. But uh, I, I think it's kind of cool. So it'd be nice to be able to give some really great examples of how media can be used for building applications uh, in the AI space uh, to keep it relevant. And yeah, of that, course. Not <laughs> Normally, what we do now is we head into uh, our feedback, but we really didn't get any last week. And so this week, uh, I think we're just going to move past that and straight on into the news. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Cooster, who has yes. a few things to say. Yes. So this is especially if you have ever wanted to be part of the media core team. So this might be of the highest relevance to you if this is definitely the, the, the thing you want. Um, media software is looking for a developer advocate. And uh, this position or this, this offer is available um, on the media forums or the, the link to it. And there's also some supplementary discussion around it. You should definitely check it out. Um, it's all part of a much bigger plan as they say so i'm really interested how that's uh, uh, developing and i can also say that in some elements storyteller and i are also somewhat involved but uh, you can read it up in, in the forum post and uh, there's definitely all information you need around there um, and if you're well communicative and and, and, and into technology and especially into media chairs this is Definitely something you should check out. Um, and I want, to, that, I, mm -hmm. I want to add to that, by the way, that the last developer advocate they had was a guy named Felipe Nevola. Nevola and Felipe became uh, the CEO. Now, I'm not saying that anybody that gets this job is going to take over Fred's job. But my point is, is that it's, uh, you know, it, it certainly has been an influential position uh, when it has been uh, there before. And 
you certainly get a chance to meet a lot of people in the community, be able to share information about the goodness of Meteor. And I think as a past developer advocate from some other place before, um, I know that this can be a very fulfilling role for some people. So great way to get on the team. Yes. Okay. And with that, I will just say for today goodbye because I have to leave for the train to get back home. And I hope that I will be next week be back in the stream with much more presence. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's great to see you. Um, I'm sure you have like a big trophy that you have to take on the train with you. And and that's going to, uh, you know, be like extra luggage. But uh, <laughs> it's Chocolate. good having you here, Kuster. And we'll see yeah. you next week. See you next week. Safe travels. Thank you. Bye. Yes. Bye. And with that, let's get to the next item. Have you ever played World of Warcraft or EVE Online? Um, if you have, uh, you know that these massively multiplayer uh, games are, you know, pretty popular, and and you know many of them have been going on for more than ten years. What we want to just mention is that someone in the media community has tried to build a, an application. Uh, a user called Skyrooms uh, has an application that they've built uh, called Forever in the Stars. And he's asking people to check it out, try it out. It's an alpha from what I understand. Yes, that's and, right. And so he's looking for feedback. And I think it's pretty cool because most MMOs today are built on either Unity or, or Unreal, even, even the web applications. The web versions of them uh, will have some kind of uh, engine behind it. And I think this is really neat that somebody is trying to do something really ambitious with Meteor this way. So if you can, pop over there, sign up, give it a try. It looks really promising. Okay. So you can also see that he is playing it in his Tesla and <laughs> very, very different. Like I remember like when I was back in high school and all that stuff, uh, the web game I played was called Web Game. Okay. <laughs> and it was just text. And I, th I think it's still going in a very similar form to this day, at least last time I checked. So, Well, listen, if you are in your Tesla and you are playing this game, be careful because if you're driving, you might end up forever in the stars yourself. Uh, and so let's move on to the next item. Uh, and you're going to get a, a blast of Storyteller going forward here because Storyteller's got a few things he's going to chat about. And then we're going to transition into our features um, where he'll, he'll take us in there too. So Storyteller, what's next? Okay, so some of you might know, and maybe some of you use this uh, service called Railway. Uh, let me just zoom a little bit up. It's, uh, say, hosting and deployment architecture with just a very nice animation website promotion with a lot of stuff. And if you go to forums, you'll notice there is quite old... Um, say post about uh, hosting Meteor on it. And recently it got an update with a Docker file for Meteor. So if you want to use uh, Railwhale for whatever reason, uh, now you have here a very nice uh, Docker file which you can use to deploy your Meteor application there, hopefully without much of a problems. 
So that's uh, about railway. Uh, I would also kind of like to really highlight that as you know, this post is from 2021 and just recently got an update. So there's definitely people uh, kind of working on this and uh, making sure that it works nice. And again, shout out to Roy2019 uh, for updating here the information, making it easier for everybody else. So following on that, we had a discussion on the forums on updating ECMAScript from 2015 to 2023 version. And then Zodern chimed in, uh, pretty much discussing what it would entail and how to do it. So if anybody's interested, they can do it uh, themselves. The main point of this upgrade is to get down uh, to the new Juicy browser features to make it easier to access them in Meteor uh, and uh, in a way reduce the bundle because today a lot of the stuff that was implemented in Meteor was through polyfills. And of course the new nodes uh, doesn't need that because they have adopted those feature in core or uh, Babel has also made some updates. So that would be the benefit uh, of getting that stuff and getting access to new stuff. The downside is uh, that, uh, you know, uh, older browsers, and when I say older, I mean legacy browsers and old ones uh, would no longer work with Meteor. Uh, and that would be one of the big things that would have to be really kind of balance here, how much of the new stuff we put in and how much uh, we stick with supporting the older browsers. And some of this is like really old uh, stuff, right? Like with Node 8. So it would be updating updating it, you know, for Node 14 for Meteor 2 and then Node 20 for Meteor 3. So if you are interested uh, or want to provide some feedback on this, head over to the forums and you can join in on the discussion. Or if you are ambitious, uh, you know, pull requests are welcome. And Thanks, the man. next, yes. And the next one is we are getting, of course, back to what's happening with Meteor itself. Uh, we have a new topic uh, about what's left un until an official Meteor 3.0 version, which pretty much takes over the uh, normal release or like weekly releases of information, which pretty much it's very nice here from the Nielsen kind of outlining here all the issues that are known or stuff that is known that will have to be worked on. Uh, also, as you can see with the icons here showing if somebody is already working on it. And uh, pretty much all of this needs, or most of this, I would say like 90, 95% needs to be checked uh, to release the Meteor 3.0 version. Uh, here we have like stuff for for blaze alpha and beta uh, this is probably going to grow uh, but at the same time as as we kind of work towards meteor 3 it's also going to shrink so definitely you know check this out provide feedback or if you are ambitious uh, you know jump in and help out with the process Speaking of which, kind of hinted at it, uh, Meteor 3.0 will be upgraded to Node 20. Uh, and that is 
well, because Node 20 is now in uh, a stable part and moving to long-term support soon. I think maybe if it's not ready, let me double check here with our favorite sites. So, okay, so it's now the current version and I believe it's, uh, let us check the release schedule. So it's, yes, it's now in the active part and it will be then maintained all the way up till looks like May, 2026. Let me zoom that in for you. So, so yeah, that's, uh, I would say good news that we have Meteor three uh, with node 20 also that means we'll have also node and sorry npm 10 and another thing uh, that was mentioned let's see I think not it was on the forums was uh, that besides other thing there are going to be more migration tools and also the meteor software team is considering on bringing three packages, community packages to the core. These are Meteor Migrations, Meteor Synchrone, and Meteor Collection Hooks. So, which I am actually quite excited because right now for Meteor Collection Hooks, uh, we are managing that in Meteor Community Packages. So if that was taken by the core team, that would be one less thing for us to worry about and more time for other packages. Are these packages that um, that, the, that that you've heard from members uh, that that they've been they've been asking for for a long time? So yes, uh, Meteor migrations uh, and Meteor synchrone are from the Percolate packages, if I remember correctly. Okay. And uh, I have had some pull requests. Uh, towards them to update them. Uh, Synchrone requires uh, a lot of love, I think, before it can be adopted into core. And it's one okay. thing that has been long time, you know, people saying, oh, we need, you know, official migration package, official uh, crown package would be nice. Uh, I'm not that much sold on Synchrone because we have also from uh, Max Sabin his uh, Steve Jobs package, which I yeah. use. So that's a matter of preference, but for the percolate migration, I would say that's kind of the de facto package that people mm -hmm. go to. Uh, and for meter collection hooks, uh, that one is also very commonly used and uh, in a way has been also long outstanding issues where some people advocate it should be part of the core uh, just because of the utility and how sure. it's used. So that's, and with collection hooks, it's like, you know, uh, you have journal functions that says, you know, after you update this specific collection, yes. then run this function or before you do that, run this uh, function and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, it certainly sounds like something that should be part of the core uh, offering. Absolutely. Yes. Well, terrific. Um, before we move on, I just want to add a couple of things. One is uh, we've been working behind the scenes to um, bring some guests in. We, we've had a couple so far in terms of coming in and, and uh, helping out with the program uh, as uh, Gabrielle did when we were talking about the migration. But we've also had others uh, come on and talk about 
their contributions the packages that they've worked on etc and we're doing more of that uh, we're bringing just to give you a little bit of a preview uh we reached out to sasha grief uh kelly copley um max savin who we talked about earlier uh kevin newman and um and lori um from uh Wecken. and uh we're we've gotten commitments from some of them on this but uh many of them will be coming on to talk about the projects that they've worked on why they're meaningful why they continue to work on it and give some insight into what it's like to work on an open source project and give back to the community and so uh, we hope that that's something that you're looking forward to. We're looking forward to having them on, and uh, they're really great people uh, who have done a lot of work. And then we have a list of others that we're reaching out to um, that we're going to bring in. It's not going to be every week. It'll be every few weeks or so we'll have somebody on. But we hope that uh, that uh, <clears throat> variety will be interesting to you and uh, will be something that you look forward to. Yes, okay. I would also like add to this, Alim, mm -hmm. uh, to the audience. You can help us as well. Let us know in the feedback who you would like to see on, and not not just maybe like you know for a quick uh, segment here, but also maybe for a long interview. And then you know like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Make make us go bigger so that then we have uh, easier time of convincing people to come come here. Okay. Well. Head on over to the next section now. Uh, some useful resources. Oh, I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, as you know, a few weeks back, uh, we talked about uh, Awesome Meteor, a project that had been um, you know, started, abandoned, and now picked up again. And it's a place where we try to aggregate as many useful resources that uh, we can share in one location, uh, and it's on a GitHub repo, um, of different things that could be valuable to you as a media developer. Now, we're still looking for additional contributions for that, and we probably should bring it up week in, week out, just to remind you that, by the way, if you run into something, if you find a company that's using media that we don't know about, you know, put a pull request in over there or something, right? Just let us know something about it. And in relation to this is uh, another resource that Storyteller found quite recently that you might find very useful, and it relates to node security. And so there is this site called, uh, what is it, Awesome Node? Awesome Node.js Security. It's awesome Node.js Security. And uh, you know, why don't I share the spotlight here with, with, uh, with Jan for a bit? because he came across this and he had some ideas about the value in it. And so let me um, let me allow him to to share his thoughts about this uh, this list. Yeah. So we often say that, especially when it comes to scaling everything, it's no different than any Node.js application because, in a sense, Meteor is Node.js uh, framework. So what you are going to read uh, in this you know, awesome list, a lot of the times uh, are, is also applicable to Meteor itself. That could be, you know, the different ESLint plugins, or for example, here, the helmet package for HTTP headers. Uh, obviously not everything, like here, Blanky, which is for happy, which Meteor doesn't use. So that's not going to help you. 
Uh, well, but there's a lot of other things that here that are applicable to Meteor and web development in general as well, especially as we go uh, more down towards here. Uh, it has also a section about security incidents and that you should be aware. So overall, and of course, then further uh, learning resources and articles, a very good list of, uh, you know, and for example here, if, if it says like top 11 Node.js security best practices, yeah. most often you can also use those uh, practices in Meteor as well. So I have uh, something to add here, which is one of the things you might want to do is try some of these things out yourself and see if they are applicable to Meteor and then report back, write an article, um, make a forum post, get in touch with us, let us know. Uh, maybe we can bring you on and, and share your experiences in using some of these resources so that others can benefit from what you've learned. Um, I think it's it's very difficult for any one person to go through everything and to know everything about all of these things, but collectively we can share our experiences and our learning with each other. And I think this is a great place to start with regard to security. Uh, when I bring Lori on for uh, from Wecken, one of the things we will be talking about at some point, maybe not at that particular uh, episode, but at a future episode that we do just as an interview together, is talking about media security because he has uh, a significant collection of best practices that we can use there. And so, you know, if we get somebody else that has some other experiences that we can add to it collectively, we can help everyone who has a media application that is concerned about making sure that their apps are as um, secure as possible. I, I was trying to find a, a synonym, but I think that will do uh, to the extent that you can do it. You know, if we have these tools and others know how to use them and, and where to find them, I think that's a great thing. So I wanna thank Storyteller for bringing this to our attention this week. Um, I think this is great for the community and uh, all of these will begin in the um, description below, you know, in the show notes uh, later on uh, today or tomorrow, we'll get them in and then we'll share them with you. And with that, I am going to pass the baton again to my friend Storyteller. Um, he has some yes. shout outs that he wants to talk about. Yes, I want to shout out Rocket Chat. Uh which is a comp meteor company and what they did built what I think anybody who started with meteor, especially back in the days thought, oh, this is, you know, this makes creating chat applications super simple. So they actually uh, went and did it, uh, built a amazing uh, chat service similar to Slack, but open source and uh, easily deployable on your premises. I'm using it for both of my companies. I'm very happy with it. And hopefully we can do more with them in the future. So if uh, if you are looking you know, for chat services like Slack, maybe you want to sa save some money instead of Slack and want to support a Meteor company, uh, then I would definitely recommend what you know checking out Rocket Chat as well. Rocket Chat's a pretty sophisticated um, application. It's enterprise level uh, application, and and it's it's something that is very very polished. Um, 
So when you when you look at it, if you didn't know it was built on Meteor, you would think that this is some other commercial product that you could get. So it's really worth seeing. It's really worth using. It's really worth playing around with because it also gives you an idea of what you can do with Meteor. And I think one of the things we'd like to do is I think we're reaching out also to the Rocket Chat people uh, that they can share their development experiences and so on so that you can use that wisdom to build you know, and have the confidence to build a very secure, uh, very large-scale, real-time applications uh, that, you know, for for your business or for your your use cases. So, anyway, I think that was uh, that was pretty good, and and I'm looking forward to seeing these guys there. Absolutely. And now, Alan, we have to fulfill the promise we gave on the forums and some yes. other posts when we were posting information about uh, this episode. So, yeah, we, we we were having a chat not too long ago, um, Storytel and I, about uh, the release schedules on things and, and the fact that uh, Meteor 3 is going to be on, on Node 20. And it was very exciting, right? Because... The goal initially was to get to Node 18, and uh, and we thought that was pretty good. But uh, when I was looking at the release schedules for or or how Node uh, the Node.js team releases, I noticed that they are on these. I think they're they're 18 month schedules. I'm sorry. Yes, is it let months? me. They're 18 months. The release schedule right here back. Yeah. So they basically um, roll in um, an 18-month schedule until something goes to LTS, and then a new um, version takes over, right? And yes, it's, it's uh, so to kind of show this on example so at of, the bottom there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's let's go with Node 20. It's currently mm -hmm. now in active. Uh, development but node 21 is the current version so like every other version it has a shorter current state and development and maintenance because uh, every other version is more for getting in the new feature testing them and playing with them yeah what and then the version after that is you know you could say yeah. conservative it doesn't add anything you know really new unless it's needed right and it's more focused on stability so so the odd numbers are are the experimental as they as i think they classify them and then yes and then the um the even numbers are the stable versions and one of the things that it allows them to do is it allows them to communicate very effectively to their user community you know what you can expect and when you can expect it and how you can plan and i think that's you know, they're a very mature organization at this point. They're a very mature project. And they kind of have to do this because, you know, if you're a CTO and you're responsible for applications in your environment and uh, their revenue making, you want to have some insight as to when changes are coming and uh, when you need to start thinking about moving on to the next, um, the next version. And that kind of insight allows you to plan well and to say, okay, I am going to adopt this. And if I adopt this technology, then I'm pretty assured, you know, that I know when I need to do things. And and I think that this is something that, uh, you know, when we were chatting together, I think on Tuesday, uh, no, it was Wednesday, Storyteller, because Tuesday was yeah. election day and I was working all day as an election official. Um, 
but when 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 you have this i think it, it can do wonders for adoption and uh and so we thought that uh you know that there's some benefits to this if meteor were to adopt sort of like a similar timeline uh could be 18 months could be something else but you know to keep the versions in track so that we'll always be on the latest version of node um and at the same time, by doing that, it also broadcasts a message to the user community that, hey, you know, after a certain period of time, you know, we're moving off this version onto the next. And so it's really transparent to the rest of the community about what you're going to need to do to prepare and what your timeline needs to be. So that was that was a thought I had, but I'm, I'm sure there's some differing thoughts on this or some, you know, drawbacks to doing this kind of planning and yes. i think you know do you, do you have some ideas as to what the counterpoints might be or some uh might be? in general up to this or uh, still we are operating you know we are releasing uh or kind of the open source community most of the time the releases it will be released when it's ready mm -hmm. so uh i think the big thing especially in the beginning the problem could be uh that we just have bad releases because we haven't sure. had time, you know, to do all the necessary checking and all that stuff. Uh, or we'll have, let's say, underwhelming releases because, uh, you know, it will be like, okay, we need to really get to the deadline. We have deadlines, so let's not include uh, anything more that we would normally include and kind of wait longer another thing is you know with this regard you have to have the apparatus of releases really well working uh so uh it's you know yeah. say easy and it's uh you know it's uh you know it, 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 it is not more work uh than it's worth so that's uh one you could say kind of counter argument sure uh another thing is your know, node is very mature but it also has a lot of people behind it and we might not necessarily have the say manpower to uh push it through uh in, in this right. in this manner uh but uh, but my personally what i think yes i think this is something to aspire and head forward yeah i could say well meteor 3 is by its nature going to be quite an experimental release just give it the nature of how everything changes yeah so in a way once we go to meteor 4 it's um going to be uh you know more, more stable in that aspect unless there's like again another you know major change yeah um and then of course it's then it's a question of how people are going to uh, react to it. I think especially once we have this, then uh, they will have to adapt to, uh, okay, I will have to do the updates. And if we keep up with kind of the backward compatibility as we had till meter three, then mm -hmm. it should be fine. But I can see that, you know, people will be screaming, uh, some people, uh, you know, again, about constantly updating and why can it you know just not work uh yeah with the old version and stuff like that so and, version management 
in terms of backward compatibility issues, you know, and, and of course, uh, personnel, um, having the right amount of personnel, uh, the ability to, to make those commits, and, and then, of course, whether or not uh, the uh, results are overwhelming or, or underwhelming, as you, as you said before, because you're just trying to match uh, a schedule rather than match um, the ambition of where we want to go with Meteor. Right. So those are four points. I have a couple points I want to make here, which is, you know, the question is, you know, Node has its own timeline and partly because it's it's its own thing. It has no real dependencies. And um, whereas Meteor is built on a lot of different dependencies. Right. So you've got front end dependencies. You've got uh, the runtime. You also have uh, the data store. Right. So, you know, the question is. Should we really match it up against Node, or should we be matching it against MongoDB's timeline, right? Because MongoDB does drive a lot of what goes on there. So I think that there, and then of course, you know, uh, React has updates. You know, what what do we do about that? Uh, do we just put those on miners, or are there major version updates that we need to do in order to make sure that we support whether or not it's uh, server side components or whatever it might be that that might be uh, you know uh, a new feature in in React. I'm not saying. You know, server-side components, I think, have been around for a bit now. But but my point, though, is that, you know, what do you actually say should be the baseline for, um, you know, tracking? And mm -hmm. if you take one, how do you deal with the others? That, that creates a certain degree of complexity. And a question as to, you know, is that the right thing to track against? So it looks like yeah. we may have a comment. And yeah, I am highlighting it right Michael now. Sharp. I'll pop them up. Okay. And hang on a second. Yes, sir. So one of the things I loved about Meteor is its stability and not constantly updating. So that goes back to your point, Storyteller, mm -hmm. about one of the key issues that people may have about uh, doing an update. So um, I, I encourage anybody that's uh, interested in this to, to also pop into the chat. Um, we're also monitoring the Slack at this point to see if there are any additional comments on this. But <clears throat> I do think that it is, as as Storyteller says, something we should aspire to is finding um, a tempo that creates some kind of visibility, some kind of transparency, so that you can plan. And up, hang on, another point that uh, Michael Scharf makes is updating dependencies is different from new major releases. Um, Michael, could you elaborate on that a little bit on the chat so we can we can really get a sense of what you're saying here? So yeah, let's see if, it's, let's see that's that's like you know one one big you know thing because uh, you know when people look that you know oh you have so many major releases what's you know going on there are you you know constantly pushing it and I as apply working okay I will have to constantly rewrite my application make changes uh, and be more in the technical aspects instead of um, instead of focusing on my uh, you know building my application and what I want to do that's one thing but I think what's happening kind of with the node is mm -hmm. uh, First of all, it's it's I would say a relatively long release uh, process, but they've kind of taught people, okay, this is periodical. This doesn't mean that there are like you know breaking 
changes with uh, every release. Right. Uh, so that's. Uh, but there could be one. right in yeah. the case of in case of fibers for us, right? Yeah. For so, example. yes. So I, I think I think there there are certain things that we need to be mindful of, um, where. You know, if we don't stay on top of it or we're not tracking closely with it, then we could find ourselves in trouble, right? And then find ourselves falling back. The, there are two things that that I want to hit here, and they're perception issues. And Kelly has something I'm going to pop in here. Uh, we're not going to talk about this right away because I think you brought it up, but we'll go back to this in a second. But one is, is perception, um, which is, and I think that this has come up again and again, when we haven't had significant releases for a very long time, the impression out in the rest of the community is like meteor's dead there's nothing happening right nobody's doing anything and and so you try to balance that against stability right well you know meteor is a very you know uh mature project um it works very well there's really not a lot of reason to do updates on a regular basis unless we're doing bug fixes or, or you know new feature releases so there is there's i think this tendency to try to find a balance between finding um a release cycle that addresses well we need to take care of these types of issues the basic maintenance issues that go on and perhaps some new product development as well as answering the question as to okay well if if we don't see a lot of activity here we're going to just move on to the next project that is seeing activity because if there's no activity i don't know if i want to rest my career on this right because maybe this is a dead project so you know i i know that that's not answering an engineering question that's answering a perception question but that is the reality of the space that we're in engineers move to things where there's action and things where there's not a lot of action you know the 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 true believers stick around and the others start moving on so that is a concern um kelly mentioned backward compatibility being <clears throat> an issue with i guess kelly what you're saying is that um, we need to be mindful of backward compatibility as as we try to move forward because uh, if we just keep on adopting things and not think about that we could break backward compatibility um, with with uh, existing applications. Uh, is that do I have that correct? Okay, and let me pop this back off here and yeah, updating maintenance is activity. Yes, maintenance is activity. Maintenance is activity, and I agree with that. Yeah, but try to explain that to uh, you know the C-suit uh, people who are kind of chasing right. the the shiny, or developers who are chasing the shiny. That that is you know important, and it's like you know why are you not having you know new features, and you know why you have such a low version number, even though we have been around for seven years. Uh, so that's that, but I would also like to maybe put one here is that, you know, today world is very rapid and we are, there's constantly, you know, new security vulnerabilities and issues. Uh, so I think there's also kind of need of, you know, kind of put in the mindset that there are going to be upgrades. You will have to deal with that because part of it is also for your own you know security uh because there's constantly you know some as i said so, some security issues and other things happening as well yeah so this has been a good discussion i think uh kelly wrapped up what you were saying 
um, pretty nicely here and you need innovation or you become irrelevant. So uh, yeah, completely agree with that. So again, I think at the end of the day, there's this balance that we have to kind of figure out in terms of uh, development cycles. Um, but I think the key point um, that I think we come back to again and again here is that having some level of transparency, some level of predictability in terms of the schedule, uh, where you just kind of like know what the parameter is, allows businesses to plan around it much more effectively than... Uh, Alan, on that point, I'm sorry to interrupt you here. This actually was, uh, I think it might have been in the uh, one of the discussions, but somebody asked, okay, you know, when is Meteor 3 coming out? Mm -hmm. And of course, right now, these days we have, it's coming out when it's ready when to it's come out. out. Yeah. So uh, as much as, you know, maybe we want to have a long development cycle, but at the same time, if we have like a schedule, yeah. that, that's when we are going to release. And these are like major releases. This is not the feature yeah. or minor releases that are happening during that development cycle, at which even with Node, they are, uh, you know, whenever it's ready, it's, then yeah. it will be released as well. Yeah, I, I think I think there's there's a point here though that that you know we're dancing around, right? I mean, in the case of 3L, right? It's there there was a breaking change. We're jumping from 14 to 20. It's a big move, and there are a lot of other things that are being affected by it. We've never planned for this before, so it's it's one of those things where I say, look, you know, as you said, this can be aspirational, right? It doesn't mean that we're going to get there right away. It doesn't mean that we're going to be able to. But I think that, you know, having this ability to plan, um, you know, makes it a little easier in terms of adoption because, you know, other people have to answer for things, right? So, you know, if you're running a business, you're going to have to answer, uh, you know, to your CEO if it's a big business. And uh, hang on. Everybody's excited about signals. I, I don't know very much about signals, so, you know. Do you know about this? Oh, tracker. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, so just substitute tracker for signals, and, and that's that's like the big thing that people are talking about these days, and, and, um, and we've already had it. Interesting. All right, um, I think we want to try to be mindful of the time. We're over our 45-minute you know, self-imposed limit. Uh, so let me just bring it back to where we are, where we're supposed to be on the schedule. <clears throat> and thank you guys for uh, participating in the discussion. I'm sure this is a larger discussion that probably should uh, be taken up someplace on the forums and continue. Yes, I am posting the link to the forums as we speak. Yep, and uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we've gotten to over a hundred subscribers, so yay, but we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, keep on build this community, right? Get it bigger, get more people involved in Meteor and, uh, participating, not just in this, but we try to get them here to bring them into the rest of the community where they'll participate in the forums on, on Slack and so on, build applications with Meteor, tell us your, your, your horror stories and um, help the development team. Oh, looks like I'm first. Uh, you know, benefits to 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 users. So, um, and with that, I just want to 
hang on, what else do we have to say here? Okay, so you know that's that's my basic reminder. Also, uh, you know that uh, open source is developed often on uh, the developers' time and their own dime. They they do this very often uh, out of their pocket. Um, this is something where some companies will actually have time set aside for developers to do work, uh, but it's not the common case everywhere. Larger companies that have the resources can do that. But we do have a number of independent software developers um, that are just basically doing this um, because they believe that that giving back is is a worthwhile effort. Uh, you know, I've been brought up that way, and that's why I keep doing this for over ten years now. And uh, I think uh, Jan is uh, sort of the same way. But what I do want to mention is we have um, uh, GitHub sponsors uh, for or sponsorship uh, opportunities for both. The Jan, the Jan brothers, uh, Dvorak, as well as Kuster. And so I encourage you to check the show notes and to click on that and to, you know, buy them a cup of coffee or something. Just show your appreciation because they do a lot of work to uh, keep this community moving and keep this project moving. And the other thing I would like to say is that, um, you know, if you have it in you to join uh, in this in this open source project and and make some contributions yourself. It could be documentation. It could be articles. It could be YouTube videos. It could be contributions and pull requests to the core and to the community packages. Whatever it is, we encourage you to participate. Join us and uh, let us all make uh, Meteor a much better platform than it is today, and uh, keep it going for the next ten years. So with that. I'm gonna Alan, say, I have one more thing to add uh, before I forget. Sure. On Tuesday, we have our introductory uh, live stream into Meteor 3.0. Well, me and Jana are going to cover uh, kind of the big overview. So just want to shout out. Also, just put it into the chat as well for people to go in and uh, put a reminder for themselves. Is that the deep dive? Yes, it's the, okay. you could say, kind the of skimming deep dive, the initial one. The uh, in, the, in the Road to 3.0 series. Yes. Okay, that's exciting. That's coming this Tuesday. So please put it on your calendars, join in. Uh, if you go to the link uh, for, if you go to the, the YouTube site, um, there is a section there where you can get notified when the episode drops. So please go and uh, participate and... It's a live event, I believe. Yes, it will be live. All right. Okay, so do we have anything else to add before we say goodbye for the weekend? Mm, no. Have a nice, you know, fall weekend. Enjoy. All right. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Okay.